Ecclesiastes 8.12. The Bible says, Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it should be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall I prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys. Thank you for the messages that we've heard. Lord, it really was uplifting and encouraging to hear these guys share what you've laid on their hearts. Lord, just a blessing. Thank you so much for that. Lord, I pray you would help us today. God, give us something from this. God, please speak through me. Lord, I can't do that. God, I can't help these guys, but I, I know that you can, and I pray that you will. I pray you give me out of the way and and use this message, Lord. Encourage somebody. We don't know what everybody's going through, what they're facing, what they're dealing with, what they're struggling with. But God, you do. And God, your word has the answers. And I pray you'd help us to listen to it. And God, give each guy at least one thing from the message um, that will help them, that will strengthen them, and help them to be better Christians for you. If somebody's not saved, help them to get saved today and not pass by the opportunity. Lord, please help us to hear your voice. God, open to us the treasures of your word, Lord. And God, teach us what they are, and God, help our lives to reflect what you've taught to us. Lord, thank you for your goodness. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you for standing. <clears throat> so guys, in the book of Ecclesiastes, this, uh, a book usually we don't deal a lot with, Solomon writes this book. We deal with Proverbs a ton, and we know he's laying out wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Ecclesiastes is different, all right? Look up here real quick. Ecclesiastes is different, very different. If you read it sometime, you're going to... It's very easy to get confused in it. You're going to be like, what is he talking about? Okay. He is at the end of his life. And Solomon, if you didn't know, for the most part of his life, the majority of life, lived for God. Right? He's a great man, wisest man, king of Israel and all that. We know that. Toward the end of his life, though, he got away from the Lord. We don't like saying that. That doesn't sound encouraging, right? But he got away from God. He got with all these women, all this kind of stuff. But in Ecclesiastes, it's pretty interesting. Here's what he's doing in Ecclesiastes. It's like he's trying to find meaning, purpose, joy, and a good life. Get this, get this, apart from God. So George, he's basically saying, can I find a good life apart from God? Now, he still knows God. We would say he's a saved person. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can do this my own way. I'm going to see if I can try to find joy and peace and fun and a good life, a satisfying life. But, Ethan, I'm going to do it my own way. Now, I'm aware about God. He knew the knowledge. You're talking about the stuff that had been passed to him. It had been passed to him from his father, David, right? He knew it. He had wisdom. But, guys, just because you got it up here doesn't mean you use it, right? Just because you have the knowledge, and that's truly what wisdom is, you have knowledge, but wisdom is putting it in a use. Guys, we don't want you to stack up a bunch of knowledge today and then this week act like you never heard anything, yeah. right? Well, guys, we need to be a good friend. Guys, we need to live for God at our job. We need to do these kind of things. And you can hear it all up here. If you don't do it this week, that's not being wise. Yeah. It's being foolish. But Solomon is trying to find a good life apart from God. Guys, you know what his conclusion is? He's like running these experiments, right? Ethan, I know all this stuff, but I'm going to try to find joy in the pleasure of the world. And he goes out and he parties like crazy and he does his own thing. You know the conclusion he reaches every single time? It's vanity. You know what vanity is? It's empty. It's worthless. It's a waste of time. It's meaningless. It's nothing. Guys, that's the conclusion he reaches every time. He said, I tried to have fun. I tried to get possessions. I tried uh, relationships. I tried all these things. I tried everything imaginable you can think of. I tried this to find happiness. Jaden, I couldn't find it. I tried this. I couldn't find it. I tried this. I couldn't find it. I tried this. I couldn't find it. Guys, by the way. 
A lot of young men do the same thing. I don't need God. I'm going to find a good life my own way. Why don't you read the book of Ecclesiastes and find out there's nothing in the world that can satisfy you. Only Jesus can. But guys, so many people, they, they follow the same path. They're like, no, I can find it myself. And you know what the end result is? Vanity, emptiness. Yeah. You're going to strive after it and you're going to be empty on the inside. Guys, we tell you now, follow what God says. There's no greater life than following what God says. But you know what? It's up to you. You have to make that choice for yourself. So he's running these experiments. And at the end of each one of them, he says, Anthony, it's vanity. It's emptiness. That's the result. The word vanity or vanities comes up over 30 times in this book. So Kevin, he's trying to find joy and peace and happiness. But what does he find? George, emptiness. Man, he, he misses out on it. But guys, he does observe life and situations in these verses, and it's very interesting. There's some very helpful insights that he gives. And guys, in this particular passage, he gives tremendous wisdom in this passage, this section that we're dealing with. Here's the message today. A hundred times and nothing. A hundred times and nothing. This will move pretty quick, but we're going to get to a lot of application as we go. A hundred times and nothing. Point number one is this. The action is repeated. Verse number 12, guys. I want to lock in there. If you have your Bibles, make sure to keep them open. Raven, you good? You good? Deep in prayer over here. All right. Keep your Bible open. All right. Ecclesiastes 12, or 8 and verse number 12. I want you guys to look at that with me. What does it say? Though a sinner do evil a hundred times. Now, guys, the point here is the action is repeated. It says this guy does evil, right? Not good what he's doing. But Uriel, he does it a hundred times. The action is repeated. What this tells me, guys, is he does it over and over. Again, this is a very simple statement. This is not a one-time thing, Jaden. This is not, he says, you know what, I want to do this crazy stuff, and then he gets away from it. He keeps doing it. It's repeated. It's continuous. He goes after it. The action is repeated. Point number two. You're like, that was the quickest point number one I ever heard. Me too. Point number two, there's absent results. There's absent results. Verse number 12, though a sinner do evil a hundred times, what's the next phrase? And his days be prolonged. What does that mean, guys? What does that mean? That means he does evil. Seems like nothing happens. Kevin, he does evil again. Seems like nothing happens. He does evil again. And like the verse says, though a sinner do evil a hundred times. And guys, I don't think he's saying exactly he does it 100 times. I think a hundred just stands for he just does it all the time. Repeatedly, continuously. The action is repeated, but there's absent results. You say, like, what do you mean? Like the verse before, verse 11. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Can somebody explain what verse 11 is talking about to me? Ethan. Because they're not um, punished immediately, they think that they continue to continue to do it. Yeah, exactly. Guys, sometimes people do wrong, right? And there's no immediate punishment. Nothing happens, they think. Guys, especially if you've grown up in church, You've heard the stories, you know, and I don't know if this, if we've actually taught like this or not, but this is what people take away. Dude, if I do this one thing, man, as soon as I do it, lightning going to come out of heaven. And God's going to fry me up right there, walking out of church or, you know, walking out of the bar or whatever I did. And you know what happens? People grow up, they get older, they do some of these things. And it seems like, it seems like, listen, it seems like nothing happens. Listen. 
you'll see what, we'll, we'll get to a good point later. I know some of you guys are like, where are we going with this? Listen, we'll get to a good point later. But sometimes in the moment, it seems like the results are absent. Hey, guys, do we believe God punishes sin? Absolutely. Yes. Do we believe people get away from stuff or get away with stuff? No. Nobody gets away with anything. We'll get there. But sometimes in the moment, you don't see that. Sometimes here and now, it's not so obvious, not so apparent. Guys, sometimes people live wickedly, live evilly. They do horrible things, but it seems like nothing happens. Seems like they get away with it. Seems like there's no immediate ramifications, the absent results. So they practice this perversion. This guy's not doing righteousness. He's doing evil. It's very clear. This guy, this guy is all about himself. This guy is all about messing other people up. And he does it a hundred times. He lives in perversion. And he goes after what is pleasurable. We know the Bible talks about this, the pleasures of sin only last for a season. But guys, there is some pleasure to sin. That's why people go after it. And it's what is popular. It's what's predominant. Listen, guys, I get it. You know why most people struggle to follow what God says? Who was talking about? You were. That we live contrary to the world, right? The things that we do, most people in the world don't do, right? But guys, why do most people in the world live the way they do? Because everybody else does it. Yeah. Hey, everybody else listens to this type of music, so so why? Everybody else drinks this, so why? Everybody else talks this way, so why? And guys, they do something that's wrong, like those people over there. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what they're doing. All right? Somebody's throwing down WWE. Something's going on, all right? Tim's like, let me on them, let me on them, all right? Listen. But they do something that's wrong, guys, and listen. What it seems like in that moment, nothing happened. Seems like nothing happened. Listen up. It seemed like nothing happened. They're doing wrong, but nothing seems to happen. And they presume, presume that, oh, that's the way it is. So what happens? They persist in it. They continue on. They're hardened. They're emboldened. They say, hey, I don't see any judgment coming down. Hey, you've told me that if I go against God, something terrible is going to happen. I don't see anything. I don't even see a dark cloud. Like, everything seems fine. My life seems good. Hey, you said that if you walk away from God for a job, God won't bless you and that'll go hard on you. But, hey, I'm making good money. Everything seems fine in my life. You told me if I mess around with the wrong type of girl, that, oh, man, it's going to be terrible. I don't see it. Hey, guys, this, this is what happens to us sometimes. Not that we're falling into wickedness, but mentally we start... What's going on here? We start questioning. We start doubting. What's going on here? The absent results. And guys, can I flip it to the other side real quick too? Those of us that are trying to live right, can I tell you sometimes the results are not there like we want them to be? Yeah. Hey guys, those of us that knocked on doors Thursday, you know, let me describe what happened to, you, to Thursday for those of you that weren't there, right? George was there. Ethan was there. Knocking on doors, giving out tracks. Right? We go into that neighborhood, first door. You, you remember? First door. We knock on it. Person rushes out. I need to be saved. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in that house. Okay, I'm saved. Bring my family out. They get saved. The whole apartment community comes out to us, congregates in front of us, guys. I get to preach. Preach about 32 minutes. Everyone got saved, baptized, and they're in church today. Some of you guys that were falling asleep were like, Huh? Now you're paying attention because you're like, did that really happen? No! It did not! You, Anthony was like, it did? No. <laughs> you missed it, bro. You missed it. <laughs> Can I tell you guys, that usually doesn't happen. Yeah. That almost never happens. Like, 
Not in my lifetime, right? You know what usually happens? You knock on the door, not interested. Okay, go to the next door. Go to the next door, and they say, nah, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'll go at some point, but nah, I don't really care. Okay, you keep going, you keep going. And sometimes, can we be honest, sometimes the results are disappointing, yeah. Yeah. right? And sometimes we give out tracks and people say, no, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And Jamie, it's like, they told me if I gave this out, people could be saved. Here I am, oh, I don't want it. Like, what am I supposed to do, you know? Listen, guys, can I tell you, sometimes what we do as far as living right, it's, it seems unwanted. <laughs> I've given out tracks for people like, don't do that around here. It amazes me, Kevin, that if some, uh, some man from the Chinese restaurant is putting their flyers on the door, nobody cares. They're like, oh, do you guys got a special? You know, you're like, but if we're doing it with church papers, they're like, you can't do that around here. What? I feel, I feel you know, racially profiled. Like, what is this? Prejudice, you know? I have to call my congressman, all right? It seems unwanted. Hey, guys, this seems unappreciated sometimes. Mm. Hey, guys, you ever visit and it's, you knock on the door, hey, man, you coming tomorrow? Man, I don't know. I'm busy. What are you busy with? You know, you want to go off on it. What are you busy with? Man, I'm on level 37 on my game. And, bro, you know, I, don't, I ain't got a lot of time. You're like, can you, can you be quiet? You know, I want to slap you right now. You, like they say, you, don't, you ain't got no job, no class. You got nothing. You know, you got nothing going on. But, no, I'm kind of busy. And it seems unappreciated. You're like, dude, I came all the way out here. Can we be honest? Some of you guys are like, do you think this stuff? (laughs) Sorry. Sometimes sometimes the flesh riles up, you know? That's right. (laughs) As Brother Kaiser said, I'm just saying, you know? Listen, hello? Listen, sometimes you come all that way, they they almost blow you off like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see if I'm not doing anything. What? What are you doing? Rolling over on your bed? Like, you're not busy. Be in church, you know? But it's, sometimes it's unwanted, right? Sometimes it's unappreciated. Visiting, praying, obeying God. You don't see the results right away. Hey, guys, some of you, you know, you go to a conference. Man, you start living for God. God will bless you young people. You know, and you're over there like, really? Me? You know? And then you come home and start living for God. And it's like, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but it's not like everybody's rejoicing. You know, you come home from camp or conference and say your parents don't go to church and you say, Mom, I got right with God. Oh, yeah? Great. Take out the trash. You know, you're like, talk about deflating. You're like, you know, what is this? Hey, guys, if you're at a public school trying to live for God, does everybody celebrate you? No. You're trying to stand for what's right in your neighborhood. Does everybody, oh, you're the greatest? No. Let's get real about it. It's unappreciated sometimes. Guys, a lot of what we do in the Christian life, it's behind the scenes. Can I tell you, I've never, never, one time in my life, Ethan given out a track and then somebody falls down. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Never had that. Never. Most of the time, you get, people take them. I'm not trying to say it's all awful. Some of you guys are like, I'll never get out a track. That's not what I'm trying to do, all right? But listen, a lot of times, some people will take them and appreciate them, but a lot of times people don't care, mm-hmm. just to say it bluntly. And sometimes, guys, we don't see the results that we want. People are unfazed. I mean, Ethan, we give them the chance to get saved, right? We lay out what the Bible says about going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And people are like, mm, I don't know. I want to think about it. Okay. But you give them this great chance. I'm not saying it's because of us, but it's because of Jesus dying for them. But we give them this tremendous opportunity that Jesus died to give to them. It's like, here it is, here it is. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. I got a roast in the oven. And you're like, 
this is important. You know, I need to get back to the game. I think halftime's almost over. And you're like, really? <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> Listen, but it's unfazed sometimes. And can I tell you from this perspective, guys, sometimes I preach my guts out. And I try to give it strong stuff, stuff that I've studied. It's strong truth from the Bible. And there's guys falling asleep. Some of you are like, <clears throat> that's me. Yeah. Wake up. Well, hello. All right. This is your wake up call. All right. But I mean, you're laying it out. And Kevin, it's exactly what they need. Like it is pinpointed dead on what they need. And they're over there. Hmm. And you're like, come on, man. Can I tell you guys, this is a side note. Sometimes when you get out of Bible college, you have all this knowledge. And you think, bro, I show up at that church, I'm going to drop my knowledge on them. We're going to have a revival. (laughs) It's going to be on. I mean, yeah, thank you. All right. I feel it already. All right. It's going to start spreading. And you're like, dude, I'm going to, you know. Pastor's going to give me the opportunity to class or on the bus route. I'll teach him what I know, and man, we'll go from two to 250 overnight. Can I tell you, you lay it out sometimes, and they're like, so? And again, guys, if you don't watch it, that can be depressing. You think, what is going on? And guys, I'll get, I'll bring this all together here in a second, but it seems, it seems sometimes unimportant what we do. Hey, Kevin, if every Christian thought it was important to visit, we'd have a lot more people visiting. I'm not slamming anybody. I'm just saying. I'm I'm, I'm showing facts, man. Mm -hmm. Ethan, if every Christian thought soul winning was important, we'd be packed out on Thursday nights. But we're not. Hey, Kevin, we've had times we're going out there to pick up kids. Nobody comes. I'm not over there. Bless God! I'm over there. Man, are you kidding me? It seems sometimes, guys, what we're doing is unimportant. You know why? Because the results don't show up right away. They're not always visible. It's not always visible here and now. Ethan, I don't know when I give out that track what happens. I don't usually see it. When I knock on those doors and we do present the gospel and they say, well, I don't really have time right now, I don't see the full results of it. That happens behind closed doors. I don't see it. And guys, a lot of times we don't have these dramatic results And it doesn't seem like it's deserving respect in our culture. All right. So, thank you, Brother Tom, for discouraging me in these last 15 minutes. Well, let's do something with it here. Repeated action. A guy does evil 100 times. And the absent results. It seems like nothing happens. And guys, we can apply that with the wicked as it talks about. We can flip to the other side and say, you do righteous. And a lot of times you don't see the immediate results. You don't see the immediate results. So what are we to do? Point number three. Here's the key to the whole thing. You are accountable to a relationship. You are accountable. You're accountable to a relationship. Now, what is what are these verses teaching us to this point? I'll be done soon, guys. What are these verses teaching us to this point? It's saying a guy does evil a hundred times, right? Seems like nothing happened. His days are prolonged. He doesn't get immediately sick. He doesn't get cancer right away. You know, it's not some uh, terrible uh, uh, tragedy and catastrophe that that happens to him. His days are prolonged. He seems fine. And then a lot of times doing righteous, we don't see the immediate results. You know, guys, if you just give out one track, I guarantee you 35 people will be saved this week. No, you can't say that because it doesn't happen. Guys, if you'll just try to live for God for two seconds, God will bless. No, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. A lot of time, the results don't show up right away. And 
Don't get me wrong. I do believe they do come eventually. Okay, we'll get to that. The Bible says you reap what you sow. But a lot of times, hey guys, there's a lot of people in the world that live horribly. But do we see God smashing them right away? No, we don't. God's patient with them. God's given them the chance to get saved. But he's patient with them. But number three, and the key to this whole thing, they are accountable to a relationship. Now, verse number 12, though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged. Here we go. Yet surely I know that it should be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. Verse 13, but it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. Guys, you know what it all uh, centers on, what it all converges on? is this right here. Listen, every time someone sins and does wickedly and, and, and commits immorality and clicks on junk and smokes this, drinks this, and, and, and rips people up with their words and all these kind of things, do I see the immediate results? Does God smash them down right away? No, he does not. And every time we do right, Wes, do we immediately see the results? Do we see people getting saved, changing, things happening, amazing, wow, this is wonderful? No, we don't. Hey, University of Maryland Bible study. They've been trying to build it, build it, build it. And it's a slow start, right? Hey, we're not discouraged. We're, these guys are staying at it, doing a good job. But like, guys, again, you don't just drop one track and then, mm -hmm. this is amazing. I never, I never knew we could fit 3 million people here. Like, it doesn't work like that, right? You get my point. Mm -hmm. The absent results. But you know what, guys? Even if you keep doing right, listen up. Even if you keep doing right, and you keep reading your Bible and praying every morning. And guys, when you go to school this week, you're trying to keep a clean mind. You're trying to live holy. You're trying to do what's right. You're not looking at the wickedness. When they're trying to say, hey, Uriel, look at this. No, I'm not doing that. Hey, listen to this. No, I'm not listening to that. And you try to stay away from it. Hey, guys, can I tell you, you're probably not going to have your teachers come up to you and give you a standing ovation. Yes, he's a righteous man. But can I tell you, God's watching. It still counts. It still counts. It's still important. And guys, let's, let me get into verse 13 about the wicked. It says, but it shall not be well with the wicked. Guys, you got to believe that. That's an impactful principle. you got to believe that if someone lives wrong, then it will come back on them. Can I tell you? Maybe not right now. Maybe not right away. Eventually it will happen. But even if God never deals with it on this earth, he has all eternity to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And nobody gets away with anything. you got to believe that. If you don't squarely believe what verse 13 is saying, that it shall not be well with the wicked, you're going to be tempted and say, you know what? I don't see nothing happen to them. They seem to get away with it. Why can't I kind of dabble with it too? The impactful principle. And then he says, neither shall he prolong his days, guys. Can I tell you, he can live wickedly. He can do his own thing. He can rebel and reject against God and do whatever he thinks he wants and I'm my own man, and I'm going to live my own way and live my own life. It says, neither shall he prolong his days. There's an impossible prolonging. He can't uh, keep himself alive one more day than God has planned for him. He can't stretch it out. You can take your pills and vitamins. You can go to the gym. Guys, when God determines that you die, you're done. That's it. And you cannot prolong it. You can't put off... That meeting. Can I tell you? Listen, here's the point of it, guys. The wicked's gonna stand before God one day. Yeah. And listen, he's not getting away with it. Mm -hmm. He may have on this earth done evil and seemed like nothing happened. So Jaden, I'm gonna do it again and do it again and do it again. A hundred times. Seems like nothing happened. I'm good. 
Seems like I got away with it. Can I tell you? He will stand before God one day, guys. He's going to stand before God. He's not going to get away from it, and he can't put it off. And it says his days are as a shadow. Guys, that means, listen, shadows, because of the, the uh, um, turning of the earth, right? The shadows move. Hey, guys, can I tell you that appointment with God, the shadow is getting closer and closer and closer and closer. The Bible says, as it is appointed unto man, wants to die, but after this judgment. Guys, hey, I know it's hot, all right? It's hot. I get that. Stick with me a few more minutes. I really do think this is important because this week, listen, this week, both of these sides, you're going to be tempted with this. Okay. You're going to do right. And it seems like nothing happens. You say, what's the point? Nothing happened. And then you're going to start dabbling with things that are not right. And you say, I don't see any terrible thing happen to me. I'm okay. Guys, this is where it all centers. This is where it all uh, hits the fan right here. Now, why doesn't the evil get away with it? Verse number 13, it says, because he feareth not before God. You know what that means? He has irreverence that was practiced. Guys, you know what his attitude is? I don't care what God says. I don't care. I mean, Kevin, you know, guys, knock on my door. Hey, man, you need to be in church. God commands us to come to church. I don't care. We'll do what I want. Well, guys, purity education. God tells us not to be lusting. We'll do what I want to do. If I want to click on it, I'm going to do it. If I want to lust after some lady walking by, I'm going to do it. That's how some people live. I'm, I'm going to say the words that I want out of my mouth. I don't care. Nobody's in charge of that. That's how some people are. The irreverence practice. That's how you know you don't fear God. Yeah. And guys, the last sub point on this part, there's an inescapable personal meeting. Can I tell you? They can choose to live that way now, now, Kevin, but they will stand before God one day. Amen. And you can't get out of that. Yeah. You can't get some doctor's note. You can't get some excuse. Uh, I don't think I can meet God today because I'm a little sick. <laughs> You're going to feel pretty sick when you stand before him. <laughs> yeah. But that's a whole different story. That's going to be regret for how you live. Mm. Hey, guys, this is how it is. This is where life hits home and all this stuff comes together. Like I told you, Hebrews 9.27, it says, As it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. In the Old Testament, God told the Israelites, he says, Prepare to meet thy God. Hey, guys, if you're living wickedly, one day you're going to have to, you should start doing it now. Prepare to meet God. Because yeah. you say, I don't believe there is a God. You're going to stand before him one day. You'll believe it then. You'll believe it then. I don't think he cares. I think he's fine with what I do. As we've said, that common phrase now, only God can judge me. Can I remind you? He will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we throw that around as like a license to do whatever we want. You can't judge me. Only God can judge me. He will. Yeah. One day it's coming. So you better start living like it's coming. Prepare to meet thy God. And the Bible says it's a fearful thing. In Hebrews, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hey, guys, if you turn away from him, that's a fearful thing. Can I tell you, you're not going to be strutting up before the great white throne judgment and say, yeah, God, I didn't really care, but I think you should still let me into heaven. Mm. The Bible talks about every mouth is going to be stopped and everyone will be guilty before God. Well, there's not going to be anybody complaining before God, objecting, excuse me, God, I don't agree. It doesn't matter. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just saying you had your chance. You know when your chance is now to get saved. And by the way, if we live wickedly, we can be saved. But live wickedly one day before the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to have to answer for that. Mm -hmm. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And guys, 
This is a great verse to know, Psalm 92, verse 7. And I am almost done. It says, when the wicked spring is the grass and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish. Stop right there. What does that mean? They're growing. They're thriving. Everything seems great in their life. I mean, Wes, they're doing wrong on purpose, but man, everything seems to be getting better and better and better in their life. And they're like, yeah, I bought a new house and a new car. And you're over there like, I'm struggling, God. Hello. Guys, why do they seem to get away with it? The end of the verse says, it is that they shall be destroyed forever. Hey, guys, this window of time, George, if we see them now and it seems like nothing happens right here in the few months time frame that we're looking at it or a few years time frame, is that really anything compared to all of eternity? God has all of eternity to deal with it. And guys, can I remind you, God will punish every sin. Nobody gets away with anything. And then, guys, if you're trying to live right, listen, have that prolonged view. Have that long view on what you're doing. Guys, Ethan, we may give those tracks, and it may seem like nothing happens, but can I tell you, God is working behind the scenes. We don't know what he's doing. We may not ever know the full results of it, but can I tell you, God is doing his work on the hearts of people. And you know what? Even if we don't see any results, we're still doing right. Hey, guys, you try to live holy and clean this week, and it seems like nothing happens. Can I remind you? You're still doing right. You go to public school this week, you're trying to do right, and it seems like nobody cares. It seems like no results are apparent. You're still doing right. Don't forget that. And God's still watching. God's still seeing. Hey, guys, in verse number 12, he says, Yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. The reinforced pounding, he says, Surely I know this. Do you know that? Do you know that if you keep living right, it will pay off? Do you know that if you keep soul winning, people will eventually get saved? If you keep giving out tracts, people will eventually come. If we keep trying to run the route, people will eventually come. If I keep preaching the word of God, somebody one day is going to listen to it and get a blessing from it. Guys, you've got to believe that. You can't be looking at the results here. Because if you are, you'll get discouraged. You've got to look at and base your life off of what God says and say, you know what, God, the results are in your hands. You know what the Bible says? Paul said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Yeah. You know what it's saying? I did my part. I put in my work. I put in my effort, Bruce. But the results, I don't always really see. That's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, it's the same with us. We can lay it out. We can preach our guts out. We can do it all. It seemed like nothing happened. But you know what? The results are in God's hands. Yeah. Yeah. Let him take care of his business. The reinforced penalty, surely I know the reassuring prosperity. He says that it shall be well with them that fear God. And guys, do you reverence God properly? He says with those that fear God. Do you reverence God properly? Hey, guys, do you try to, you know, you say, what does that mean? Do you try to live right? When no one's around, are you still trying to live right? Because you care about what God sees? And then, guys, he says at the end of verse 12, which fear before him. Can I remind you again? We will stand before God one-on-one one day. And guys, this relationship needs to be personal. Hey, guys, why should you do right? I mean, Jaden, sometimes I try to do right. Again, I don't see any result. I try to give a track out to somebody, and they get mad at me. What's up with that? Can I tell you it's still right what I did? Because God told me to, and God's watching. And one day when I see God face-to-face, when I, when I see Jesus face-to-face, guys, hey, that will be repaid what I tried to do for him. Guys, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it to live for God. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So what is this message all about? If you're doing wickedly, hey, you may think you're getting away with it now. You're not getting away with it in the long run. 
And guys, if you're trying to do right and it seems discouraging, you try to, you try to invite your friends and they don't care. They don't care about coming. You try to pray for people and it seems sometimes like, man, I'm not seeing any result here. I'm not seeing any answer prayer. Keep praying. Stay at it. Don't quit. Stay in there. The relationship is personal, guys. God is watching. And one day, guys, we will stand before him. Don't forget that. Every single one of you that belongs to the Lord, you will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hey, guys, keep that in mind. Even when people don't listen, even when the results are not rolling in like we want them to, you keep doing right. Why? Because God told us to do it. It's right. It always will be right. And Kevin, one day, one day, we're going to have a meeting with him one-on-one. I don't know about you. I don't want to have to answer for all the junk that I tried to do when I thought he wasn't watching. I want to live righteously. I want to live holy before him so that when I stand before him, not that I'll be cocky, but I want to have confidence and say, Lord, I tried to do what you wanted me to do the best I could. Hey, guys, because that day's coming. You can't escape it. You can't get away from it. Hey, guys, Solomon's writing this, and he says, you know what? I've seen a man do wickedly, wickedly, evilly, a hundred times, and it seemed like nothing happened. But he said, you know what? I know that if you keep doing right, and you fear God, it's going to go well with you. But if you keep living wickedly and doing your own thing, hey, it may seem like nothing happens in the moment, but in the long run, it shall not go well with you. Why? Because you're going to stand before God one day. And this whole life here on earth, you didn't fear him. You didn't reverence him. Can I remind you, one day you're going to have to face him. Yeah. Hey, guys, you live evilly, one day you're going to have to face him. You live righteously, one day you're going to have to face him. And guys, if you keep doing right, it'll be worth it. I promise you it'll be worth it. Sometimes here it seems discouraging. Sometimes here it seems like nothing happened. But you know what, man? It will be worth it all when we see Jesus face to face. So what happens when it seems like a hundred times a guy does evil and nothing happens? Hey, his punishment's coming. Don't, don't even give it a second thought. And if you're trying to do right and you seem to do right a hundred times... And it seems like nothing happens. Man, I knocked on all those doors. Nothing. I gave out all those tracks. Nothing. Man, I'm trying to invite all my friends. Sometimes for Roundup, guys, I try to invite all my friends. None of them came. That's all right. You still did right. Right. Because eventually, guys, it will pay off. And even on this earth, if we never see the results, in heaven, one day we will. Because we will meet Jesus face to face. And it will be worth it all mm-hmm. in that moment. Let's bow our heads.